excited. We, man, we have, we just got a really big blessing, guys. Can we share this with you? So, well, I'll just give you the whole story because this is really interesting. <clears throat> when was this? A week and a half ago? Two weeks ago? Sure. About two we, weeks ago. Someone sent us DM on Instagram and said, hey, we just heard you on this podcast and or heard about your book on this podcast or something like that and uh, and mentioned this specific podcast. And I'm like, we weren't on that podcast, you know, like we've done a lot of interviews, but like I remember mm-hmm. what podcast we were on. And uh, like we were on that one and I went and checked it out. I'm like, oh, it looks cool. It looks like they have a great audience and super excited, like lines up with a lot that we're talking about. And mm-hmm. anyway, so I'm like, but we weren't on that podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. And so I ended up scrolling through the episodes and one of them says like Simple Money Rich Life. I'm like, all right. That's well. definitely our book. Yeah. Our book's on that podcast. Right. So we listened to the episode <clears throat> and... uh and anyway, yeah, like the book just really impacted them. And um, yeah, and the the podcast um, is called Walk in Love. Um, it's by a guy named TJ and Brooke. his wife, Brooke. And um, we have never met them. We didn't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. But they found out about our book from someone who was in one of our uh, our True Financial Freedom class mm-hmm. at some point. And she goes to our church. And, and she and I also have the... I first met her because she and I have the same hairdresser. <laughs> Small world. And my hairdresser was like, you're going to love her. You've got to meet her. How have you not already met her? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who this person is. And it was like, as soon as I met like one conversation with her, I was like, oh yeah, I I do like her. You are right. (laughs) Like I could just tell immediately, you know? Yeah. And so uh, she ended up being in our class and I was like, yes. Because I, you know, whenever we do those classes, I'm always like, there's got to be somebody there who's going to laugh at our jokes. (laughs) (laughs) At least we hope. Well, because there's always, yeah. Cause a lot of people, they're heavy. just thinking and taking notes. And I get that. Well, and it's a heavy subject. Like a lot of people right. don't want to talk about it. And they feel like sure. I'm at this financial mm-hmm. class and a lot of people are in really tough situations. So yeah. they're not feeling particularly jovial. Uh, <laughs> but that's also part of our anointing and gift from God, uh, we believe, to bring some smiles to some of these conversations. Hopefully, yeah. But anyway, so kind of coming back to the story, uh, Long story short, they tell her about our book. They no, ro- she, she tells, tells them. them about our book. Mm-hmm. They roll their eyes like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, your got friend a book, wrote a book. Know? Cool. And anyway, so they, <laughs> they go and read the book, and both of them were really impacted by it. And um, anyway, it's just cool to kind of hear how all that happened. So so we listen to the podcast, and then we send them a message and just say, hey, thanks for talking about our book. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just appreciative for that. I mean, I'm glad it was helpful for you and everything else like that. And then they turn around and and basically say, hey, it really impacted us. Um, and we'd love to uh, let you come stay at our house and over the Christmas break because we're not going to be there. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Where's your house? Oh, it just happens to be in Maui. <laughs> and um, <laughs> for two and a half weeks. And I'm like, whoa, you know, this is really interesting. Whoa. So. And then the beautiful thing about that, the timing of all this is so interesting because we had uh, we got invited on a um, a pretty big podcast that we had to fly to Maui to go be on this podcast, and it's a podcast I'm really excited to be on. I'll talk mm-hmm. more about it. I'll share it. Well, once and it's somebody we've known for a really a long time. Who, yeah. yeah, 
But it's like, it's never a convenient time to, to just go to Maui when we have three little kids to fly there. And I didn't want to go just for like two days because it's such a long flight right. and whatever. And the time change. And yeah, it's just too much for just a quick little podcast. Yeah. So it's just been a beautiful thing that the yeah. Lord's orchestrated. And so, uh, yeah, a couple of days we're headed out to Maui. Um, and we're really excited yeah. uh, to get some sun in the middle of December. And yes. And for something for our kids to do over Christmas break, which is huge. Yeah. So, every parent out there is like, oh my gosh, that's amazing because they know, they know how the, how tough the break can be. Well, and we homeschool. So our kids, their break is from December 12th through January 9th. Like it's really long. And I was actually thinking about it. I'm like, by the time we come back, we're going to have just enough time to get over jet lag for them to go back to school. Like it's going to be beautiful. It's perfect. Great. I'm go. so excited. I mean, you excited. just said we homeschooled them and then you said going back to school. Yes, they have a tutorial that they go yeah. to. So it's like a co-op, but the teachers get paid instead of. So yeah, they go two days a week. So yeah, we are pumped, but we are like, this is such a blessing of God because I don't think we this wasn't on our radar. This wasn't yeah. something that we necessarily had put any money away for, yeah. and it is just the blessing of the Lord on us. And I don't want to overlook that at yeah. all. Well, yeah, and I think the the interesting thing that we've been talking about a little bit that, um, you know, I know a lot of you listening have read our book, Simple Money, Rich Life, or listened to it, uh, or you've heard us talk about it because it's, you know, that's <laughs> all that's we a, talk about. Our entire here. life, our um, life's work. And, yeah. and it's, uh, you know, you've probably also heard us talk about how hard it was to create. Mm-hmm. It was not... Um, it was a big, big challenge in a lot of ways, like in so many ways, kind of creating that. And we had to fight through a lot of things or multiple points. Like I had decided to quit multiple times along the journey of creating that book. Uh, if that tells like you anything. Yeah. We, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not someone You're who not throws a in the towel yeah, easy. Yeah, you don't. Um, and uh, yeah, it just was real, really hard. And so I guess what I'm getting at is... Um, it's been really fun seeing the fruit of doing something really hard. Mm-hmm. And this is just yet another yeah. random piece of fruit that somehow is, well, yeah, we would have never, this would have never happened if it weren't for the yeah. book and it weren't for pushing through the hard things. And so, well, yeah. yeah. And just to give a, somewhat of a reference, like, I think people are like, what? You just couldn't narrow down what chapters to have or, you know, there, no, it's hard to, not that <laughs> it's hard to understand but I really do liken it to having a baby, like being pregnant, going through the pregnancy, and then also the labor. I'm glad you can say this because I can't say that. You can't say that. But I, you know. You can say it. I can definitely say that. And I, it, there, there's a lot of similarities in the fact that you're like, how did how is this happening at the same time? Like, I did have a doctor tell me, he was like, I'm really jealous. It was a man. He was like, I'm jealous of women because they can have babies. And I was like, okay, like what? I don't <laughs> All right. And he's like, because so many times through pregnancy and delivery, it brings up all these other issues in your body. And I'm still just like, dude, <laughs> like I've literally just had Oliver. And I'm like, he's like, it brings up all this other stuff. But to him, he was like, it's all these things that you can fix. It's your body says, hey, by the way, this, 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 and this is here. And so he's like, I'm always jealous of women because they they have that opportunity. And but when you're going through it, you're like, 
I don't understand why now I need six cavities or why I have six cavities because I gave birth. Like literally nothing else changed. I just yeah. gave birth and now my teeth are a disastrous mess. Like it does something in your body and it's at the most inconvenient time. Yep. All right. So how does this tie back to the book? <laughs> this is how it was like that. All that stuff oh, is how yeah, it was yeah. with the book where you're like, man, all this other stuff is coming out and there's all these other challenges. It's not just the one thing which you think is the main thing of just like, oh, just writing. Yeah. It's, it's, that's not that's not but it. The writing was the easiest part by yeah. far. <laughs> like that's what's <laughs> so interesting about it. I had a rhythm like uh, yeah. I would get up every morning. I would go write for half an hour to an hour at Lifetime Fitness in their cafe every single day yeah. like clockwork. And I plowed through the writing. The writing part was easy. The editing um, was a bit harder, but even still, it was all the surrounding stuff yeah. that just well, made it so like, much more difficult. Our family was sick, like at least two weeks out of every single month for like a year, Yeah, which some of that, okay. is just like little kids stuff, but it's just like mm. everything that felt like it could go wrong, went wrong. It's a hard season, hard season. <laughs> anyway, the point of all this isn't to like harp on how hard it was. Like it's to harp well, on how beautiful it is being on the other side of it. And yeah. the reason I'm saying this is because you might be in something, you might be going through something really hard where it's like, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like I have what it takes to continue. Yeah, We didn't have it, but God's grace sustained us through it. Mm -hmm. And we could have overridden his grace and actually quit, but yeah. his grace sustained us and we made it through. And it's so beautiful on the other side. I can't, yeah, if we would have known, uh, if we could have seen some of the fruit, and honestly, a lot of you and your stories that you've told us mm -hmm. and a lot of what you have said back to us about what the book did for you, like those yeah. are the things that, man, I wish I could have had that while we were creating we because it would have made it so much easier, but that's not the way it works. Yeah. You have to go through and run the race, do the work with no applause, um, you know, and then you get to the other side. Well, you know and I mean? Jesus going to the cross said, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Yeah, because he was getting no applause. He was getting no praise as he was doing it. He was no, getting the opposite. The opposite. It was just kept getting worse and worse and worse for him. Yeah. I mean, of course, that's our example. Yeah. I, I think it's easy to see other people that you don't know super well and just be like, oh, their life is made. They just have everything good going for them, you know. Yeah. That's the other point is to like, even today I went and saw a friend and she's, you know, all bubbly when I see her and I'm like, so how are you doing about this? Like what's going on with this? And she was just like, I just, I cannot wait for Christmas to be over and I, she, or for the year to be over. She's like, I just want the year to be over. Cause she was just feeling so overwhelmed. And she's like, I'm trying to just not be such a Debbie downer, but she's like, I just feel overwhelmed by all these things that are going on. And a lot of them are really great opportunities. And that's why when you're on the outside and you're looking at it, you can see, you can think, oh man, they've got it made. They're this, they're living their best life when actually there's so much turmoil going on on yeah. the inside. And just don't forget to pray for your people and to be checking in on them and asking them how they're doing. And yeah, yeah, for sure. So anyway. All right. Well, that was quite a long intro. <laughs> I want... <laughs> What we're, what we're going to talk about today is I found this article and, um, yeah, the, the, the title that I put on this thing okay. is that this type of house is guaranteed to make you unhappy. Oh. And uh, I'll reveal what type of house that is in a minute is and kind of straw? work through this. 
But um, I'm just kidding. Did you get my Christian joke? Oh, a straw. Yeah, there you go. All right. You're all right, all out right, those Christian right. jokes. There you go. <laughs> That's what they're here for. That's what the people are here for. Okay, I'm just giving coming. them what they want. Keep on coming. So uh, anyway, anyway, I found this article. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I'll just reveal to you what. Well, no, 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 hang on a second. I was going to say, so I, I don't think, know. I don't know what this is. I think is. what some people I'm would think the suspense. answer here is what is the house? It's, well, it's a house you can't afford, Bob. It's one you can't afford. That's going to make you miserable and unhappy. And maybe that's true, but I think there are some people who would say that's not true, who have bought houses they can't afford and maybe still are happy and enjoy it. But uh, here's where we're going with this Charlie Munger. Okay, for anybody who doesn't know, this is Warren Buffett's right-hand man. They worked together at Berkshire Hathaway, uh, and... Uh, he just died, didn't he? Just died. Just, um, yeah, maybe a week or so ago at the time <laughs> I was recording. And anyway, so he was a multi-billionaire, a very, very wealthy guy, um, 99 years old, and he died. Wow. And, was, and he's been in this financial industry a long, long time, has met a lot of super rich people over and over and over again. And he and Warren Buffett both agreed that this type of house is guaranteed to make you unhappy. Or maybe guaranteed is a little bit too strong of a word, but I'll just read what he says here, okay? So he said, um, Warren Buffett and I, um, and I will just add this as a side note because a lot of people um, think that because I talk about Warren Buffett that I agree with everything that he believes and and where he puts some of his money or anything like that. Like, no, not at all. But... Um, you know, chew the meat and spit out the bones. There, there's some wisdom to be gained from how he invests and well, some things like that. And I think we've talked about this a lot, especially with him. Is like living by biblical principles. You get the yeah, because he's doing outcome, that. the biblical outcome. He's doing that with some things, whether right. he knows it or not. But anyway, here's yeah. a quote. He said, "This is what Charlie said. Buffett and I are both smart enough to have watched our friends who got rich build these really fancy houses. And I would say, in practically every case, they make the person." Less happy, not happier. What? And I, I find this to be really, really fascinating because, again, he, it's not like one guy who's saying, I had this one rich friend and he bought this big house and he wasn't happier. It's like he probably has many dozens, if not hundreds of examples that he is basing this statement on. Hmm. Well, of and the friends. two of them are agreeing on this. They both agree on it. And they both like intentionally, and I'll read more here, they both intentionally stayed in very basic houses, even though they were both multi-billionaires. I mean, Warren Buffett, again, top five, 10 richest people in the entire uh, world and still lives in the same house um, that I think cost $250,000 to buy like 70, 60 years ago or something like that. <laughs> so and we can kind of talk more about that. But the point- Do you think that price is just there, that that house has just gone up in value since he was the one living in it? Oh, sure. But but the point is that this is someone who has a very unique angle from which to kind of draw this conclusion. Mm-hmm. And he said, in practically every case, they made the person less happy, not happier. Because everybody thinks, wow. I'm going to get the house of my dreams. I'm going to get my four-car garage. I'm going to have a swimming pool inside. I'm going to have all this stuff. Inside. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is what everyone wants. Right. I just sold my company for $20 million, and now I'm finally going to get the thing that's going to make me happy. Wow. And it doesn't. And not only, like, it's not only, like, most does, times. He says in practically every case. Does he say why? Yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, a little bit. I mean, it's his speculation. He doesn't know why exactly. But okay, okay, keep anyway, going. he said, a basic house, mm-hmm. quote, basic house, has utility, said Munger. 
uh, noting that a larger home could help you entertain more, entertain more people, but that's about it. It's a very expensive thing to do, and it doesn't do you that much good, okay? Um, and he said another drawback to owning a mega mansion, he added, is that such an ostentatious display of wealth could spoil his kids by encouraging them to, quote, live grandly. So Munger had nine kids, okay? So he needed a big house, mm. okay? And so he said, Warren and I both considered bigger and better houses, you know, and he said, I had a large number of kids, so it was justifiable. Right. And I still decided not to live a life where I look like the Duke of Winchester or something or Westchester. Westchester. <laughs> um, and I was going to avoid it. I did it on purpose. I didn't think it would be good for the kids. Wow. Uh, and both of these guys did the same thing. Like, and they both followed that path. This is so, so I don't even know what to think about this. Well, and I, I don't. You know, if you know us, our, our goal isn't to make this some dogmatic rule, but it is to give you food for thought that the thing you might be dreaming about, and I don't think this necessarily applies just to the house. Like, I think this could be any number of things, like the car, like mm. whatever. I've been dreaming about this $100,000, oh whatever, Porsche. Yeah. Like, if I can just get that, I'm finally mm-hmm. going to be happy. Whatever the thing is, you know, and, and again, we talk about this all the time. It's easy that. It's easy to find out or to even know beforehand that that's probably not going to make me as happy as I think. But I think what's so powerful here is it isn't even about that. It's not about like it's not making you any more happy. It's actually making you less happy. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's one thing to get the thing that didn't make me any happier. It was fine. Right. But like this actually makes it worse. Yeah, that that is weird. I will say, uh, particularly our middle child... You know, she's she's the only girl in our family. And so I will take her out and I'll want to do all the girly things with her. And I'll be like, let's go get tea and let's buy you a new, new, new little dolly and let's do this. Because I'm just like, it's fun and it's really fun to just spoil, spoil your kids a little bit and just yeah. make them feel, you know, we don't do this all the time. But it's like whenever we do this and I watch her become so selfish so fast, like before the day is even over, she's like, Mom, I want this. And I want, and it's like, is it Veruca from, uh, what's that, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or well, yeah. Willy Wonka, the, you know, that that whole story. I mean, it is like, I'm like, I just did all of this stuff for you and you are being the most ungrateful that you ever are. Like, she's not normally like that. But for some reason, giving her a bunch of things, she can't handle it. And she well, gets really weird really fast. And I think that's just indicative of human nature. Like, I think that all, all that is. That's yeah. just the way it is for all of us uh, by default, you know, unless yeah. we're intentionally fighting against it, unless we're intentionally leaning into gratitude. But I don't know. I just found this to be interesting because I, uh, you know, like we don't have a, I think I would say we have an average house for where we live and the size family we have. Yeah, but there's lots of really, really big houses really all big around ones. us. And it's easy to drive by. And and while, like, you know, I think about, well, I don't want to clean that thing or whatever. Um, like That's me. At, at the same time, it's easy to just think, oh, man, it'd be really nice to have that or whatever. To have a pickleball court in your backyard or so <laughs> whatever the thing might be yeah. where uh, we can't that do it in our current nice. house, you know. Uh, I think that would honestly be the 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 one thing that would be like, yeah, let's get some land so we can have <laughs> pickleball. Chickens in a pickleball court. Chickens and um, a pickleball court. Yeah. Uh, 
That's a great idea, actually. Sorry. So, All right. Not, I'm wearing anyway, my pickleball shirt, actually, right you now. You have your pickleball shirt on. Yes. Um, that I don't know. What is do you think very about this? interesting. I think we should find out and let the people know for sure. Like we this find is, out what? Oh, you want to try it out? Let's try see. it out. Let's go Buy get a into mansion. a. <laughs> let's go get into a mansion and see if we're more miserable. Well, I mean, we downgraded from our previous house. Like um, our previous house that we owned that here true. in Franklin, Tennessee, was what was it? Like six hundred square feet bigger than this one. Uh, Only six hundred. It felt like a lot more. Yeah, it was just designed in a way that it felt too big for us, and it, we liked this house a whole lot more. So, I mean, I mean it wasn't a mansion, yeah. but but the point it is, it was a, a bigger yeah. house, and we went and got a smaller house, and we like it better. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels like the right size, you know. Yeah. So it's not the same thing. Like, and, I, and again, like a mansion. Are we happier like, now? <laughs> I, I think we are happier than we were in the house. I do too. But like, I don't know where you draw the line of what's a mansion, what's not. Like, but again, the point isn't trying to figure out what is the exact dollar amount, you know, because there's always some of you rural people out there who, well, what's a mansion, Bob? I <laughs> you know, it's not about that. It's about the principle behind this, and yeah. that I think we can all take from this and and apply to a lot of stuff. I think this extends way beyond just houses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's all the stuff. And I, I do this all the time. I, I always think, well, when I get stressed out, I go to, shopping what can mode. I buy? I go into shopping mode. It, I think it's just because it's like an outlet for me. Like it's just what I enjoy, but I think it's an outlet. And I think it's the one thing that I feel like if I can control that, then it, it will make me feel like at least I can control yeah. one thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so we can do some, you know healing work on that later. But, um, <laughs> but it is interesting because there will be times when I'm like, if I can just have that one thing, then I'll be happy. Yeah. And of course it never is. And then next week I'm going to say that about something else. <laughs> well, and even if it is, it's only for a minute. It's only for a minute. And then, and then literally the next week, sometimes I'm like, I changed my mind. I don't even want that anymore. I've yeah. had that happen to me multiple times, which is yeah. why I always keep the receipt and keep the tags on until I'm a hundred percent sure. Yeah, but but that's what's so interesting about this. So again, like, what if every time it actually made you less happy? Yeah, like you actually went backwards instead of just yeah staying level. You know, I just I I feel like I wish I understood a little bit more. Yeah, what is making them less happy? What do you think it is? I don't know. Is it just the greed in their heart? I don't know. What do you think? I I would say from our experience of having a bigger house, like if we had to extend that out, you know, another thing he said in here um, that Warren or Charlie said, he said, uh, Munger alluded to Buffett lives similarly. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Buffett's quality of life would be worse if he had six or eight houses, he reportedly said. Um, and, and we've gone through a couple of different rounds of minimalism or just like getting rid of stuff. And there is a freedom that I cannot describe. So that comes from doing that. Do you think it's just the too much stuff on your plate idea? I think like, well, like I mean, we I moved could... into, okay, so we moved into that previous house in this one, which was a lot bigger than our house before that. And therefore, yeah. we now had rooms that we had to go buy furniture for so that it didn't look like we just moved in. 
Like we had rooms where it's like there's nothing in this room. There's we should go buy some furniture to put in here so it doesn't look awkward. Well, and, and then it's a big room, so we need to buy multiple pieces of furniture. furniture or something. And it's just like it's like well, spending begets spending begets. And spending. we had the ceilings in the living room were 18 feet. So yeah, it was so like it's a very grand room. It, and, so yeah, they were like really tall. And it was like, how do you change those light bulbs? And we wanted to get it painted. How do you paint this stinking room? And we really need to walls, like, paint the ceiling, but it's 18 feet tall. And it, it was just. Everything was more complicated. <laughs> there were like, I don't know, 50 windows in that house and all of the screens were ripped. And when you think about starting to replace windows and screens, it just is like, oh, my gosh. This okay, is just... so if you multiply that out. By it's stressing double, me out just thinking about it. Double or triple. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you start doing that, you can quickly see how it becomes a full time job just like managing, managing that. the house. And again, Munger has enough money, he can hire someone to do it, but then he still has to manage that person. He has to be responsible for that. Yeah. So it's it's more well, than he has to do. Six or eight houses and having yeah, to do that for six and, and or eight the same people. thing. Like, you know, and so when we first moved here, we had two cars. A riding lawnmower. I had a motorcycle, and then we a had trailer. a trailer, trailer, and a fifty cc scooter, and like all this stuff we're trying to cram into the garage, and it's just not going to fit. But it's like as soon as we started getting rid of some of that stuff, um, anyway, it's a lot so more simple. I guess that to me, like from the outside looking in, that seems like that's part of the to get equation. Joshua Becker back here to yeah. answer the rest of this question. I think. Yeah, so I think that's part of it. I don't think that's all of it, though. I think it is. I think when something that you think will make you happy and it doesn't provide the satisfaction mm-hmm. you want, that actually backfires because your expectations are set up on this shelf. And when they're let down, I don't think it comes back to the neutral ground. I think it swings down below. Mm, Does that make sense? And so, again, like if I think about winning the lottery or, or again, even if I think about, okay, down the road, there's this 12,000-foot mansion and we could have all of our family come and stay there and it's got this amazing pool in the backyard and it's landscaped like whatever like all the stuff everything Mm -hmm. there it's like that would be my dream or even if it had this beautiful orchard on the back of it and like the world's best garden and all this Mm -hmm. stuff like that would be my dream uh like if i got that and we landed that and then i determined that did not satisfy quite as much as i'd like i feel like that would actually pull me down because now i'm like i got the thing i dreamed about and that didn't even satisfy me. Now what? So the now heck? what? Now what? Now what do I look to? Well, because it's not bigger, you know. And then ultimately, like what we know as believers is that this is a God-shaped hole that only <laughs> He can fill. You know what I mean? There's that Christian Christian cliche again. There you go. I'll keep but it yes, it's. I mean, it's true. Because yeah, if you are thinking this is going to make me happier, and then it doesn't, then you feel really unsatisfied. Well, yeah. And if it's your dream, if it's the like one thing, yeah. It's like, this is what I've been working my entire life Mm -hmm. for. Or like in for retirement, I think for a lot of people, this is, this is it. I worked 40 years in this company so I can have a retirement and I can go sit at the beach or whatever the thing might be. And, and you're just chasing that. Like, I'm going to get there and this thing is going to provide the satisfaction. And then you get there and it's like, it doesn't. Then it's like, of course, it makes so much sense. You would spiral into, I'm not nearly as happy as I was when I was chasing the thing. Yeah. You know? Totally. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So wow, that's I don't cool. know. If you have any other thoughts or analysis on this, you can share them with us at Seed Time on Instagram. We'd love to hear. Send me an email, Bob at SeedTime.com. Mm-hmm. Love your thoughts. 
if you have ideas if, or if you know the answer. Like, yeah. Cause yeah, you might have done this. You might have a mansion. You might've had a mansion <laughs> uh, and you realize what they're saying is true. Or so if you're the opposite and you're like, I got a mansion. I absolutely love it. I'm way happier. <laughs> Let us know too. I'd, like, yeah. I'd love to hear it all. I'm but way happier. Way happier. <laughs> Just wait till you get mansion life. It's so much better. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well. That's all we have today. We're off to get a tan. We're going to go get a tan. We're going to enjoy the beach for you. If you're in Maui, come say hi. Send us a message. Maybe we'll do coffee. And that's all. <laughs> Check all. I don't know what I said. What does check all mean? Check all. That's a new phrase I just invented, y'all. Check all. (laughs) All right. See ya. All right. We want to know if you've heard about our flagship class called True Financial Freedom. Yeah. And if you haven't, it's more than just a money class. Mm -hmm. It's really about fulfilling your God-given purpose, breaking free from hidden money beliefs, and making a lasting impact. Yeah, and we've gotten feedback from students and they've said things like, it is the first class I've taken where at the end of each session, I felt equipped and not burdened. Yeah, and it's less theory and more realistic action steps and guidance. We've also heard it felt like a conversation with friends, which is awesome. Yeah, and it encouraged me in ways I didn't think I would ever experience. This class is on demand and it's designed for churches and small groups as well as individuals. And you can get all the details at seedtime.com slash TFF.